You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What's up, Blackso? As I accidentally uh, searched for your great email of this episode outline uh, in my emails this morning, uh, I thought it was kind of funny when nothing returned, and I realized that I had transposed the K and the S in your name, but uh, just kind of shows you how my week has gone, and it has been crazed. What about yourself, my man? It, uh, it has been crazed as well. Um, so much so that I wasn't even able to make it to the Loudwire Awards. And that's that. I've actually kind of lost track. Like, it was, it was the Golden Gods, Golden Gods Awards for years. And then it was the Revolver Awards for a year. And now it's the Loudwire Awards. And, the, and it's relatively all the same people, except for the Revolver Awards were in New York. I've sort of lost track of all of them. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, so last winter, Revolver did that award show in December, right? Obviously, it, yeah, in New York. And then, but previously, for a number of years, the Golden Gods, which I think was Revolver-sponsored, um was yeah in la down at what is that club nokia or wherever right down near staples center is that where and is that where the loudwire awards were correct this week okay correct yeah and you're right it's a lot of the same players um i believe josh bernstein uh is one of them if i'm not mistaken and he even did a little stint at alternative press and helped them with their award show um for a number of years right which I heard is also moving to L.A., potentially. Yeah, I remember after the last one in Cleveland, there was some buzz about that. And I think you and I may have even discussed, you know, part of what I like about it being in Cleveland is, you know, it gets us all to a different spot. And when we're there, there's no other distractions, right? It's like everyone is there and we're all going to see each other and make time for each other. Obviously, if I go to L.A. for one of those award shows and I'm trying to link up with you, you know, at three in the afternoon, you might have, you know, one of your many different things that you would be doing on a normal basis. But if you're in Cleveland, you're like, cool, dude, I'll meet you for a drink or, you know, let's grab a bite to eat. And that that is sort of what I like about, um, you know, these destination types of things um, that aren't in the major hubs. But nevertheless, I guess the point is, it seems as if, certain sect of the industry you know and i guess those would be the producers of these awards 
are really trying to figure out a way to make it work. Um, and I'm, yeah, I mean, I wonder if you have any, I guess, insight or thoughts on just that in and of itself. Like, do you think an award show is important? Do you think maybe they're trying too hard? Like, why is it bouncing from publication to publication? Is that the money part of it? Or, like, what? what's kind of the, the thoughts on your mind there? I don't... I don't think an award show is necessary. Um, uh, it just... You know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to interject real quick, because I do. I mean, maybe not necessary. Surely not mandatory. Surely there's nothing that's, you know, it's not moving the needle monumentally in terms of what we all do. But, you know, a friend of mine who, she doesn't do music, but she said this to me once, and I've tried to follow her, but man, it's hard. She's like, you gotta take a moment to, like, celebrate the accomplishments, no matter how big or how small. And I'd imagine you're probably similar to me. When you have so many things going on, it really can be a challenge to celebrate these accomplishments because you're always on to the next. So, like, an album comes out, great, we debut, you know, chart, whatever. Top five, hopefully, in, in, in our cases. And then it's like, cool, on to the next, you know, whether it's for that band or another band. And so what I do kind of like about an award show, whether it's Alternative Press, Revolver, Loudwire, or, you know, whatnot, it's just there is some celebration and some acknowledgement of the fact that we are in a community and in a scene that people are doing cool things. Um, And I think without it, again, your business would probably be much the same as would mine. But, uh, but I just, I like the fact that there is this idea of what we're doing is bigger than, I guess, you know, what I do every single day. It is kind of striving towards something, whether that's an award uh, or not. Yeah, man, I can get down with that. Uh, never really thought of it that way, but, um... But yeah, because you're a spoiled motherfucker yeah. living in LA, man. You know, probably. <laughs> it's because you're rocking stages with Ozzy. Like you don't need any validation. You don't need any celebration. You got Z- you know Zach Sabbath fucking on the loose. I'm over here in Silver Spring, Maryland. Like yo, bro. And of course, I didn't go to the award show, even though um, I had <laughs> I had considered it. It's funny. A good friend of mine, who I know you know, uh, Carl Severson from Good Fight. You know, over the past couple of years, we've we've kind of like paired up to go to these things together, and maybe we'll room together or you know whatever. Arrive, try to arrive at the same time, and he hit me up. He's like, "Yo, you going to the Loudwire Awards?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's figure it out." You know, and then as I'm as I'm hitting him up about his flight info, he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going." I'm like, "Yeah, I got too much shit going on. I'm not going either." So then I text him on Tuesday, which is you know a couple of days ago, the day of the awards show. I'm like, "Dude." so glad I didn't go. I'm like, I'm so tired and I've been sick this week and blah, blah, blah. I was like, how do you feel about not going? He's like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> He's like, I got guilted into coming last minute. <laughs> so anyways, but you didn't go. You chose not to go because you were slammed or otherwise. Yeah, man, slammed and like, well, hey, you know what? I have an idea. Let's table the episode idea that I had for today and save it for another time. And let's discuss heavy metal award shows for the episode today. Oh, snap. Freestyle. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the beauty of owning your own business 
whether that be a management company, a record label, a merchandise company, a beard oil company, or in our case, a podcast network, and more importantly, when it comes down to Blasco and me, a podcast itself. We can do whatever the hell we want, and hopefully we keep it interesting for you. So Blasco, I applaud you for calling it audible. It was at Peyton Manning that always said, Omaha! Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're calling it audible and we're just going off track uh, episode 43 will be something different that Blasco had already planned and this one is about not even just heavy metal because alt press isn't really heavy metal um, but award show so yeah let's do it have at it Well, he, I mean, here's my first thought. And, like, look, I want people to ride in, too. You know, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if anyone attended as a fan um, at, at the Loudwire Awards that's also a listener. But um, not many people did attend as a fan. So I'm curious if anyone uh, has some input on that. But, um, but that's here nor there. Um, my, first, my first question to you is, is is having a heavy metal award show, heavy metal slash hard rock, I feel like it's too what's the word, man? It like contrived or forced? Is that what you're feeling? It's 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 a little yes, it's a little contrived and it's a little forced. And I say this because heavy metal and hard rock has expanded itself to such a a wide net of subgenres, right? That like I feel like in this case, like it just feels like it just feels like so much is ignored, and um, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it just seems like whenever I got the ballot of like voting and stuff, like it just feels oh, so, like. So you got the vote? Yeah, but it just. Oh man, how did I not get the vote? All right, Bernstein, and you out Loudwire. This episode is surely gonna end up in their ears, and I want to know why I didn't get a ballot. But I also. Do not play in Zach Sabbath, and I have not played bass for Ozzy Osbourne's band, so I can respect why you surely got one. Um, and look, they they sat down with me too, like when in at the inception level of them wanting to do an award show, like they sat down with me to get my input on the execution of the show, and everything that I suggested to them to do they did the opposite um and all right and, so and, so quick quick reflection <laughs> either you had terrible ideas which i'm sure is not the case no look my, my 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 input was because really all they did this year is what they had done with the previous years like they didn't really what? do anything different it was the same right. host it was the same venue it was the same 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 right well and, well and, and Okay, sorry, I keep cutting you off because I've I got interesting questions for you and also want to set the tone. You have a vast experience with award shows, right? I mean, not only have you managed the MC of the alt, last year's Alt Press uh, Music Awards in terms of Andy Black, but like I'm sure you've been a participant in some of the previous, uh, or at least an intend, attendee. So... What, I guess, help me, what is your experience or help the listeners? Because I know it's got to be, uh, you know, deep enough that I, I think your input would, should be 
considered, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, since the beginning of these shows, I've been involved on some level. Like the first couple of Golden Gods Awards, um, uh, I worked, I actually worked the carpet. Um, and I interviewed all the bands and, and, uh, and I think the first year it was for, it was for like affliction clothing. I did it for, for them cause they were a sponsor. And so I was capturing a bunch of content for them. And then the following year I did it for someone else that I don't remember. It might've even been for revolver itself. And I, I don't remember, but anyway, I've, I've worked the carpet. I've walked the carpet. I've had artists win awards. I've had artists go viral because of their acceptance speeches, right? Like I've been involved in every facet of these award shows. And even like you said, down to the point of a client hosting an AP award show. So like I feel of like almost more than anyone other than the people that actually have to, you know, put these things together and, you know, wake up every day completely stressed out. Which is cool because we have two very different perspectives, right? Like I, I've only been as a participant. Maybe I've had a band, you know, uh, give out an award. I don't even know if I've had a band. I mean, I guess my company has had bands that have received awards, but much different perspective. So I think this is going to be a cool episode for, for you to, you know, kind of walk us through, um, your experience. And then me, of course, to be able to kind of straddle the, you know, observer, but from an industry, uh, perspective. So, uh, cut back to you had a discussion with them and they asked for your advice. Correct, right. because of my, you know, my different, you know, my different interpretations and, and aspects of how I've been involved with the shows over the last, you know, ten years or so, um, and I've attended the Mojo Awards, I've attended the Kerrang Awards, I've attended the Metal Hammer Awards. So, like, and those and, are all and, those, and are, those all, are all UK based, right? Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I've seen and been involved in different facets of many of them all along the way. So, you know, and they sat down with me and they go, hey, we're thinking of doing the Loudwire Awards. What do you think? And I said, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But nobody, nobody who want, you know, if I come to you, I mean, what this is, what's interesting is if I come to you, Blasco, and say, hey, I'm thinking of starting a man bun accessory company, right? You're going to say, please don't do that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say you're two years too late. If you would have came right. to me two years ago and said that, I just would have said, great. I want a piece of the action. Right. But I, <laughs> <laughs> which look is kind of like, you know, par for the course of my life. I'm a late bloomer in everything that I do, but at least when I get there, I do it well. Uh, if I don't say so myself, ladies and gentlemen, but I guess my point is, you know, when they came to you, their mind, I don't think. I mean, again, I wasn't there and I'm imagining when they said we're thinking of what they really meant was unless it becomes impossible for us to do, we are going to do this award show, right? So with you saying, oh, don't do that, like they were never going to listen to that. Never. So after you said, don't do that, um, how did the conversation transpire? Like, I guess what I'm trying to get at um, and and yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at is from what you know from all your experience, yeah, what were your suggestions on how to make it better and Yeah, well, okay, so 
so they start throwing out the things of like, we're going to have Chris Jericho host it. It's going to be at the Novo. We, you know, so they were throwing out a lot of the same things that they've already done in the past, right? Now, keep in mind that that thing really ended off at the, at the height of it. Like I'd say, like the first five years, that thing peaked out at when Metallica played it. Right. And that was, and that was awesome because like, I mean, in the first few years that I worked the carpet in terms of a heavy metal award show, it was done right and continued to be done right. Um, the, you know, like Ozzy walked the carpet, Dio walked the carpet, Judas Priest walked the carpet. You know, you, you got Slipknot walking the carpet. You have, you, you have, you know, Dave, like everybody, like it, it was, it was becoming legitimate to the point to where the kings of heavy metal, Metallica, legitimized it by playing it. You know what I mean? And stuff. So, so it was, if they had continued that route or whatever, it would have probably now have been super legitimate, but it, then it started to lose the plot. And other people took over and look, I get it, man. It's big business and these things happen and you know, whatever. But my point of it was, is when I met with them, I go, I go, you can't, you can't pick up where it left off unless you've got something massive like Iron Maiden or Black Sabbath or whatever, that's willing to headline this thing. And I'm like, look, I live in LA, you know, the Novo is no longer a cool place to go. It's relatively inconvenient, especially if there's sports activities going down in that part of town. And you should probably consider a different venue, right? Um, not only that, like I also kind of feel like the host, like, look, I love Chris. You know, Chris is, a, is an amazing dude. But like, is, is he the best guy to help, you know, rebrand an award show whenever you're kind of more or less starting from scratch, even though you have a lot of the same players involved, you know, um, you, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just, it, my thought would be like, let's maybe, let's maybe try and find someone that is like, re, like that reaches further, you know, maybe someone like a Tony Hawk or maybe someone like mm -hmm. an Andrew Dice Clay, like, you know, like a comedian that has, you know, like roots in right in in metal or at least in lifestyle right right you, you know yeah i mean look that's a fantastic idea and again i haven't been involved in any of those award shows but you know you know very well that uh i always go to that launch music conference in lancaster pennsylvania that happens every april and i feel sort of you know similar when jeremy the owner you know and an organizer who's a great guy and and you know, I was going very early on and when he asked for advice, I sort of, you know, a very similar thing. I was like, look, you got to get as much as Mike Mowry and Outer Loop Management means something to some people. It's not the the expansive, you know, uh, panelists that you need there. You know, you need the Kevin Lyman's of the Warp Tour. You know, you need the booking agents that, you know, the Tim Boers, the Dave Shapiro's, the whoever else is. So, yeah, I mean, it is a shame that they kind of didn't take that advice because, and it's funny when you said Andrew before you said Dice Clay. I even thought maybe Andrew WK. You know, I know he's a little passe, but um, even someone like that could have been cool. You're right. Chris Jericho just feels like, oh my God, how many times do we have to have this dude be, you know, the 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 you know centerpiece for one of these award shows? So I feel you on that, and it is a shame. And I'm curious if they even tried to reach outside that because you know you and i both know that you know a huge 
part of it is not only having the idea, but then whether or not the, you know, the people that you're chasing are actually willing to do it. Maybe Tony Hawk sees that and says, dude, you know, I'm not going to participate in that. Or he says, look, I'll participate, but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And they say, well, shit, we've only got an arm. We don't have a leg as well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like these things are consistently a struggle for the fans. And I don't know why that is. And I'd be curious for people to write us in and, and kind of let us know the disconnect there. Because with the exception of like, you know, the first few years that were really stacked, like even the AP awards have really struggled to um, sell tickets to this thing as it's like an actual show or an actual award show. And potentially part of it is because the bands are staggered. They, they're, they're, the performances are very limited, you know, like Avenged Sevenfold, like, I don't know how many songs they play, but it wasn't a full set. Right. And it, and it, it didn't really feel like an, an, an underplay. And so like, I'm curious why the attendance for these things is always so low. Like, I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's weird to me because I would think as a fan, you would absolutely want to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get, you know, such an assemblance of stars? Um, and I don't know what the ticket price was. And you're right. Maybe there needs to be some consideration of how do you make it? Um, how do you balance it being an award show for the industry, but also a really cool experience, you know, for the fans, is there something that you can get only by attending live versus, you know, I, I can't remember. Was this one broadcast anywhere? Was it live streamed or? It was. Know? It was like Access TV and then on right. Facebook or something. But I didn't watch it. And, and that's also part of the, I think that's also part of the problem is that the execution of the production of these things is really usually kind of bad. And I don't know, I don't know how else to kind of gloss over it, but like, I remember like the year that Guns N' Roses played, you could hear them sound checking. Right. And there's, there's always just been like the production, like the, the sound quality of the bands when they play is always really bad. There's a lot of delays. There's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of, there's a lot of technical issues or whatever. So if you're watching, it's not a clean experience. Um, and, and this goes for all of them. Like I always feel like they lose the plot in terms of the, the streaming video execution. Like I've always felt that has been a total weakness. You've been to the Grammys before, right? I have not. Oh, I could have sworn you'd been. Um, have you been to, I mean, you're in LA. Have you been to any, you know, non- I mean, I guess Grammys is music industry, but not, you know, limited in scope like uh, some of these award shows. But have you attended like a larger award show that, you know, you feel does it right? Well, yes. Um, and not lo larger in terms of Oscars or Grammys. But in the UK, I was very fortunate enough to attend the Mojo Awards, um, mm -hmm. mo the Mojo, Mojo Magazine. They have an award show now. And this is what I tell... This is what I told them in the meeting, and um, and anyone anyone that's doing an award show that asks me my opinion that never takes my opinion, I always use the Mojo Awards as as a point of reference. In that, um, I, we were in the UK, we were on tour. There was an opportunity for us to attend the Mojo Awards with um, Ozzy and and Sharon, 
and we went and and to be honest, I don't know much about the Mojo magazine, and and I wasn't really sure the demographic, and I didn't know much about the award show. But he was gonna get a, like a lifetime achievement award thing or whatever. But the Mojo Awards is done spectacularly um, and flawlessly. So it's like. First of all, you walk like I, I had no idea what to expect, and I walk in, and the first person I see is Bjork. Then I see dudes from The Clash. Then I see Iggy Pop. Then I see uh, Ray Manzarek from The Doors. That you know what I mean? Who who like bummed a cigarette off my wife? And then like and then and then as we're as we're because um, we, everybody sits in like these circular tables where you're kind of preset, and they feed you dinner, and there's alcohol in the middle of the table, or you know, or water or whatever. It's like it's all very well put together. So as we're as we're sitting at our table. I bumped chairs with uh, with a guy behind me, and I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, real quick. And it was like Nick Cave, you know. And it was just, and you just look around the room, and it's star studded. And no, there is no performances, no bands play during the award show. There's none of that. Everybody there is getting some. It, it, it is a celebration. As as we started off this conversation, like you don't. You don't leave there with anything other than this is a celebration of alternative music. Like that was the vibe. And everybody was there on some level, got some kind of an award, um, had something very positive to say to everyone that was there. It was, it just felt great. And it was just so properly executed that I was like, this is the way award shows should be. You know, and I and I tell everybody that, and and um, no one ever uses that as a as a good point of reference. But I was there, and I saw it, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, I can respect that point for sure, and and you know, Mojo, I don't know the full extent of you know the history of that magazine either, and I don't know the extent of the finances that go into it, um, which of course has to play a part. You know, as a guy who's produced. You know, package tours, branded tours was one of the guys who started Summer Slaughter with Ash and, you know, did a tour called Scream It Like You Mean It with Dave Shapiro. Like, you know, if you came to those things, you came to those things, you could easily pick it apart, right? Like, there's a hundred things that probably an expert like yourself that has toured all over the world and been a part of some of the biggest, best festival tours ever could easily say, like, I mean, dude... I didn't turn around and see anybody there because nobody freaking comes to this little Joker event. But my, my, you know, defense would be, okay, we got to start somewhere, right? And if we don't have the finances and can't go out and produce an OzFest or do even, you know, a Mayhem, like, don't bury us and, and tell us not to do it just because we're doing it within our means. Um, so I respect your point and definitely think that you know uh, if they continue on there could and should be some changes and again like you've said listeners we'd love to hear you know your input but i still come back to i think doing it even not perfect is better than not doing it. and maybe i'm wrong i don't know i mean uh, again i'd like to hear people's opinions and it'd be nice even you know you and i might maybe we'll take a little pulse of you know the industry's opinions um and and, conver and conversely here's here's my here's my opinion on on what you're saying is like i feel like where the disconnect becomes is that something like this poorly done 
feels disrespectful to me, to the genre and to the artists, right? And, and I feel like that it also then paints a picture of us as nincompoops. Like, look, these, th th this is, these guys want to be taken seriously, right? Like they want to have their own Grammy yet whenever they put together their own award show, it's poorly attended. There isn't like, there isn't a high level of a caliber artist attending and the artists that are attending are only in the VIP bar. They're not even in the show. I can't tell you how many times right. I've been at these award shows and never left the carpet or the VIP. Never even oh, seen an, yeah. an ounce no, of the I, show. I, spe I specifically remember, well, thankfully, uh, Tim Smith and a couple other managers captured photos, which is how I remember it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, never left the VIP bar at all. Um, uh, you, you are exactly right. Um, I mean, again... I've got to respect your points and think you're making great ones, but just as, you know, I, um, let me think of the best way to say it. Like you can pick it apart very easily and notice the flaws in a way that I don't think many of the casual observers might be able to do. Right. And so I talk about this with my bands a lot, you know, especially the ones with a really young, target audience or young demographic, you know, I'm talking 14 to 18. Of course, there's going to be plenty of people in that uh, age group that are already, you know, technically proficient musicians and will notice if the guitar player isn't great. But I think back to when I was 14 and got into punk rock and hardcore and like it had nothing to do with the, I guess, musicianship. Um, Though, you know, the bands that stand the test of time, of course, are the ones with the best musicians and songwriting. But at that time, right, I didn't know any better. I had no clue if the guitar player of Youth of Today was good. All I knew is that the vibe that, you know, they created and the aggression that they uh, captured was important to me. And so... I might be stretching here, but I do think that, you know, and I'm curious if people out there will give us their feedback, like maybe a lot of the things that you're picking up on, and again, I think they should strive for greatness, but I keep coming back to, I think doing it, even if it's not perfect, is still more valuable than it not happening. Okay. Um... I don't, I don't disagree, right? Like it's, this is an honest conversation, hence why I wanted to just make the episode about it because it's on our mind and, and, and it's, it's a real conversation. I, I also ask this, what's the point? And I say that in a way of, if you comparatively go to like the, the, the biggies, the Oscars and the, the Grammys, right? It, so not not Biggie the manager of uh, Circus Survive. Yeah, no, <laughs> you go to the, if you go, I, I know he listens to this, so it, shout out to it, him. <laughs> if, you, if you if you look at the Biggies, right, like an album of the year, an artist of the year, um, a, a a movie of the year, when those when those moments happen, those films or albums or artists spike, right? Right. It is if you win actor of the year. You, you, uh, or you, your, your value goes up, 
right? Even right. if you're just nominated, right? Because that right. goes that follows with you at all times, and your value goes up. You can demand more, right? Um, I'm curious here what then the point of these award show is whenever that clearly is not something that's happening, right? Like, I don't even know who won album of the year at the, at the Loudwater well, awards, but they're, yeah, they're not mean, selling any more records. You know, in our format typically is you identify an article or, you know, capture some emails that people um, send in and we kind of go through it piece by piece. And so what is interesting about this is it is much more free form. Um, and, but when you said, let's, you know, when you called that Audible, you know, Omaha, I went to see, I went to Loudwire, um, you know, to go to the page. So I encourage you to do that as well. It's probably, you know, the first thing up there. Um, and let's take a look. Let's see who won and kind of see what other, um, you know, comments they made. So uh, we'll, of course, include this link in the show notes, but it says, you know, this is on loudwire.com. It says the Loudwire Music Awards finished with a flurry as it was a double dip win for both Stone Sour and Avenged Sevenfold. Stone Sour was a hard rock artist of the year as backed by Frontiers Records, SRL, and the hard rock album of the year for the stellar offering Hydrograd as sponsored by the music experience. And, you know, I think it is important to note, like, here they're calling out, you know, the sponsors, you know, which of course we don't see in the Grammys or the Oscars. Um, but that's how these award shows are funded is they go around to the industry and get these people to contribute. Um, anyways, it says Avenged Sevenfold, meanwhile, won the metal artist of the year sponsored by Black Craft and metal album of the year for the excellent release, the stage as sponsored by Razor and Tie. Interesting, you know, it's like, I feel like, these are the bands that win this shit all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess either they're the best bands and they write the best records consistently, or um, maybe part of what you're alluding to is, you know, it's all the same each and every year or more or less the same. Anyways, they go on to say a bunch of other stuff and then, Loudwire Music Awards proved to be a perfect culmination to a celebration of rock and metal that started with the Music Awards concert Monday night at the Echoplex featuring Beartooth, Avatar, Dead, uh, Royal Thunder, King Woman, and My Ticket Home. Celebration continued Tuesday during the day with the Hard Rock and Heavy Metal Summit at the Grammy Museum featuring Sammy Hagar, Rob Haldorf, sorry, Halford, I can't even read today. Steve Vai, Rex Brown, Alex Skolnick, Frank Bello, and others designed to hit on hot button issues for artists in the industry and also gave fans a chance to see a live taping of our Wikipedia fact or fiction segment. I want to check that out. We should, we should both check that out and maybe, you know, do a little footnote next time. Um, anyways, it says, see all the winners. Um, listed below. I don't think we need to go through all of them, but if you did get a chance to pull it up, maybe let's pull one or two of these and discuss why either you think it's BS or why it's interesting or why it proves your point that this is all incredibly useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. I know, right? Dude, yeah. you can't let me go free form. This is like... You're going you're gonna to regret episode 42, Blasco. Maybe not. Maybe this will be our highest rated one ever. I will pick Best Guitarist presented by PRS Guitars. Do you know who won that? 
uh, I am pretty sure that Zach Wilde won that. <laughs> that is correct. Um, and it's it says solo, comma, Zach Sabbath. So Zach Wilde as a solo artist. And then, of course, um, Zach Sabbath. So he won. Did you know he was winning in advance? Uh, I had a pretty good idea, um, mainly because we put in the work for him to win. Not only that, he should win. Well, uh, sure. No, no, no. I get that. He should, of course, win. But, I'm, I, you know, sometimes I am curious when they let people know, because part of it is, obviously, they might want you to attend. Uh, I don't, was Zach there? Out of curiosity, yep. Zach went. Okay. He he um, he he primarily went to give Tony Iommi um, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, uh, no, the the Courage Award. Courage Award. Sorry. Presented by Ultimate Classic Rock. But okay, so Zach presented that to Tony. That's cool. Yeah, um, and 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 the, and I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is like. In, in my perfect world of heavy metal award shows, it would be more of things like that to where you have, you have someone that was inspired by one of the architects of this genre, right? And here's a dude that, you know, not only like, you know, single-handedly fucking riffed this genre into reality, like... Man, he's like, it's like th that band is like a 40 year career, right? Like he survived cancer. Like this is like, this is like a real dude with some real shit. And then here's Zach that was inspired by this guy and inspired by the music that he created. And here he is handing off a, 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 an achievement award, right? Like to me, like that's a special moment that like, that that's the kind of thing to where you go like this is what's going to legitimize what we do as a genre is like showing that we respect the people that helped put us all here and those of us that are here that have also built careers and that are respected can show our love and adoration to these people and and that to me is then culminates into this celebration and that's kind of more how i saw the mojo awards presented or even like the kerrang awards like in their types of formats um as is it you walk away from it more like that so so to me that was the moment when i go man I, if an award show was kind of more like this i would back it yeah and, and i hear you and i think in some ways they you know from reading this uh list it, it seems like they tried to do a bit of that you know the lemmy lifetime achievement award which was presented by eagle rock was presented to rob halford the humanitarian award presented by access tv um went to Sammy Hagar. So I think that's kind of where the three, um, I guess, legacy style awards, you know, fit in. And honestly, I mean, for me, I don't think you need more of that. I think that's enough. Uh, and again, I guess it really depends on what the target demographic is. Is it people your age and my age, or is it, you know, younger people, or is it a mix? Um, because as I looked through this list, uh, you know, I'm trying to identify kind of some newer bands, some younger bands. And all I'm seeing is Breakthrough Band of the Year presented by Apple Music uh, was Beartooth, which I think is interesting because I would, I almost feel like 
that would have been a, an award they would have gotten last year. I feel like they already broke through. Um, but that's okay. Uh, the metal song of the year, also presented by Apple Music, uh, sounds like Apple came in deep on this, was actually Power Trip's uh, song, Executioner's Tax. Real quick, I think, are you a fan of Power Trip? I can't remember. Yep, I voted for them. Okay. I put in so, my vote for them on multiple uh, accounts. Do you remember what the other potential metal songs of the year were? No. The, the, the way that they did it this year was that there wasn't um, – you could put whatever you want. So, uh, okay. You know what I mean? So, so it was like the ballot was just five empty lines. It wasn't like you had to click – a, a right. B, C, D, or E, like, you know, and they already were predetermined. It was like you could fill in whatever you wanted. Oh, man. I can't remember if I was better at multiple choice tests or uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, free form. It's been so long. And then, you know, kind of the other younger or developing act, uh, which was the Hard Rock Song of the Year, which is, of course, also presented by Apple. Well, maybe not, of course, but was also presented by Apple Music, which I think is interesting. Like, the three sort of youngest bands all won awards, all presented by Apple Music, which maybe is just coincidence. Um, but it was for I Prevail's song alone. So, you know, they're the ones that are a little bit different and stand out. You know, the rest as I look here is, again, Stone Sours, Avenged Sevenfolds. You got Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, who's the best bassist. Uh, you got Best Live Band, which is Iron Maiden. Uh, the best vocalist, which, you know, was Chester Bennington, which is a nice, a nice touch, um, you know, to him and his legacy. And then, uh, sorry, I missed the best new artist, which was presented by Century Media, which is Greta Van Fleet, which I'm not incredibly familiar with. I feel like I was just, uh, turned on to, is that a, is that a female fronted band is no right? no they're they're a bunch of young dudes um and oh. and they sound just like led zeppelin okay that's right that's right um and then the most maybe maybe the reason i thought it was a female fronted uh band not only by the greta but also presented by century media who we both know uh spends a lot of time uh you know signing and developing female fronted bands and then uh, you know, last but not least, most dedicated fans uh, presented by BMG slash Rise was Baby Metal, who I feel has won that award at every award show for the last like five years. But maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know exactly what my overall point is, but I, I, it does seem like a decent mix of legacy, total like... Of course, this band won, you know, Stone Sour and Avenged Sevenfold, and then a little bit of a mix of some of these newer bands. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I, I, I will wrap up my end with this and say I appreciate the effort that the Loudwire people put into this for sure because I know that it's a lot of work, and it's very easy for me to kick back and, and be the critic and critique all the hard work that they did and point out the flaws that were in the execution, right? That's very easy for, for me to do. And so I in no way want to paint a picture like I'm some hater and like I'm pissing all over their award show. I'm not. Um, I appreciate the amount of effort that went into it and, and doing what it did. But I'm just opening up the conversation of one, are these award show necessary? And two, where's the disconnect? And if, 
if fans, if, if it's not something that appeals to fans, then maybe it doesn't need to be a fan event. My point is maybe it can be more of an artist-centered event um, like the Mojo Awards and make it more of a, of a, a celebratory uh, uh, round table, if you will, of the meeting of the minds of all the greats that make this genre something special. And if we're going to start it off somewhere, we can start it off there and build it up and make it something legitimate and respectful for the genre because I feel like that something like how it ended up, it didn't, it didn't, to me, it didn't feel like that we did any service or respect to the genre and the music that we all hold dearly to ourselves. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, again, I, I completely uh, appreciate your perspective and value it and realize that, you know, there's an overlap in, you know, how you're approaching it and kind of how I'm approaching it. Um, I did want to ask you two questions before uh, we say our goodbyes with our normal um, plugs and such. One is, have you ever heard of Rockin' Roastin' Coffee which was the sponsor for the, or, you know, the presenting sponsor for the best drummer, which happened to be uh, Mario uh, Duplantier, uh, I believe is how you say in French uh, from Gojira. But have you heard of Rock and Roasting Coffee? I have not. Me neither. Um, so interestingly enough, I will take a look at it now that I, <laughs> now that I have heard of it. And prediction time in this question, what year... And who will be the uh, you know company that puts on the award show that Belasco wins the best bassist award? <laughs> well, I'd first have to be nominated, which I never was. Um, I remember one year John Moyer and I um, we at the uh, the press conference for one of these award shows. We were the dude selected to read off the nominees for Bass Player of the Year. Here's the Bass Player of Disturbed and the Bass Player of Ozzy Osbourne. And we read off all the nominees, of course, that were neither of us ever. Right. Um, which, which I find completely hilarious. Um, and and, and your, your answer cannot be, I am not a good enough bass player to win. Because we both know that though skill is, of course, um, part of it, there, you know, all of these awards even the best of these is sort of tailored by um, someone's, you know, track record uh, as well as, you know, the popularity of the bands that they, you know, have played in. So you surely qualify uh, based on those. And when uh, the, you know, the guys who, who put on these award shows hear this, they will know that I now want to not only be uh, a voter on the ballot, but I also want to nominate people and I will nominate you. So <laughs> thanks. what year, here we are in 2017, uh, next year will be 2018. What year are you going to win? Or yeah, what year are you going to win? Because I know you're going to win at some point. Well, I don't know if I'm ever going to win, but to be nominated would have to be the first step. And um, you'd also have to humor the fact that there's even going to be a heavy metal award show next year, which if we're talking predictions, my prediction is there will not be one next year. All right. 
Uh, total cop out answer, but uh, I love you to death and can completely. Uh, I'll give you a pass on this one, but it doesn't mean that this issue is done and we may revisit uh, because, uh, yeah. Even though it might not happen next year, I'm sure we will have an award show at some point in the future. I'm just going to say, I think it's going to be 2020. I think that's when you're going to win. Okay, cool. Um, and when we do our uh, year-end reviews and our you know predictions, I'll have to remember come uh, 2020 <laughs> that I said this. So um, I'll remember. We'll, yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully, we're still doing this. Um, and especially if we can we can go off track like this uh, every once in a while, I'm sure we will be. Well, look, this was fun, and um, as fun as it was, this also concludes episode 42. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Uh, a few. One, remember what I said at the beginning. When you are, you know, the owner or in charge of your own destiny, you can do whatever you want, though it may have some dire consequences. So uh, we called an audible and hopefully you enjoyed it. But if you didn't, um, either way, please let us know. Uh, you can, of course, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike O'Loop. And as I always do, uh, I want to plug the coaching platform that I have, OuterLoopCoaching.com. We continue to develop a lot of really cool um, products and courses for uh, developing artists as well as established artists. And our popular course, Release It Right, which we did earlier this year as a live webinar, is now available for uh, sale as a download of the video and the amazing accompanying uh, workbook that uh, my team worked so hard to put together. I'm super proud of it, which is why I'm not ashamed to plug it. Um, and thank you, Blasco, for always allowing me to you know, get my little plugs in. This was a blast, and I look forward to next week's episode 43, which was a great topic that you'd already chosen as well. Yes, thanks, everyone. All right, peace. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 